Blog Talk Radio. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third generation minister and business coach. Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business. Hi, this is Steve. Welcome to another exciting episode of Thriving Entrepreneur. Are you ready to be blown away today? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself feeling like, as an entrepreneur, you're a weirdo? Um, Like you're just a little bit different than anybody else. You've maybe been called a scam artist. Uh, You've been told that you're inconsistent. You've been told that you just need to learn how to pick something and stick to it. Have any of those things been said to you? Maybe even as far as ADHD and things like that. Well, I'm here to tell you today that our guest is going to help you find out that it may not actually be a problem with you, that you may in fact have an entrepreneur personality. Join me in welcoming Alex Charfin. Alex, it's great to have you here with us today. Tell us just a little bit about who you are and how you got started in business. Sure. Um, So I am an entrepreneur, and uh, I think I was one since I was born. So uh, my my start in business came very early. Now, most of the world confused me when I was a kid. And uh, I didn't really understand people that well. You know, I always ask entrepreneurs, when did you know you were different? Because we all know, you know, we all have a a cognition, a, a memory of like when we realized we were different than those around us. And for me, it was when I met other people. And uh, outside of my family. And when I went to my father's business with him, he owned a large factory when I was young. I found this, uh, this place where the context made sense, where people um, you know, were, treated you differently. They, they, they talked differently. Like it, there was, it was predictable. Um, there was a, it was confined. It was an office. And I loved it. And, uh, and I think that that's when I found out that's, that's where my like, life as an entrepreneur started. And it's interesting because I always thought, you know, did my dad influence that? Did he want me to go to the factory with him? Did it, you know, what was it that made it so that I I used to beg? And um and it's funny cuz my daughter, same thing, 8 years old, Reagan, uh she works with us one day a week and and after her first day working, the next day she woke up and said, "Hey daddy, I had dreams last night that I didn't finish my work and I need to go back to the office. Can I?" And we don't encourage that. That's just who she is. So I think some people are just entrepreneurs from the very beginning. We need to just do something. And when you see the exchange and the rules of business, you, you're drawn to it. Hmm. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, because I've heard the story so many times with people that I've interviewed, I think it really is that thing that's kind of born inside of us. You know, my wife and I both uh, have memories of times when we were young kids selling things, you know, and and loving it as opposed to the other kids who, uh, you know, if they participated even in the sales events at school, it was only, you know, just to pretty well bring it home and give it to their parents. And if they sold it, they did great, you know, but. um. (laughs) But if you, when when you sold it, it was to sell and win. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am, you know, I remember I was five years old. And uh, my brothers didn't want to sell the greeting cards and holiday napkins that my parents had bought for them to sell. And I, at five, said, you know, hey, can I do it? You know, five-year-olds, you know, they, they're fearless. <laughs> and uh, my mom pats me on the head, packs up a bag, sends me out. I come back with an empty bag and a pocket full of money, you know. <laughs> I mean, Well, I think we all, you know, for most entrepreneurs, we knew we were different from a young age. And the kid you just described, <clears throat> the one who's like out selling stuff, acting different than the other kids, um, you know, restless, can't sit still, driven to, to get to the top of the scoreboard, we're different. And you said it's this thing that's born in you. And, you know, kind of our my life's work and our hypothesis, we think it's actually just a proven fact, is that it really is born into you. And there is a different personality type, a subpopulation the entrepreneurial personality type that science has overlooked. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's my mission is to, to, to share it, <laughs> define it, and unite us so that we can move forward. 
And that is really the key in our lives as thriving entrepreneurs is discovering the unique brilliance that is us, embracing it, and then finding a way to move forward every step of the way, every day of our lives, so that we can be a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best-kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to WeHelpYouThrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve, and I'm here with Alex Charfin, and we are talking about the entrepreneurial personality type. You may have already discovered, even though we're just barely into the show, that all of the things that you have accepted are unusual and weird about you are simply just your personality type coming through. Just the fact that you as a person are driven to be the best entrepreneur that you can be. Well, and I know you said just before we got started with the interview that one of the things you enjoy is working with women in business. And you've realized that um, sometimes taboo thing even that women approach business different than men do. Uh, You know, can you tell us a little bit more in detail about that? Sure. I mean, I think if we start first, you know, kind of with our premise um, and, and then we move into kind of, you know, how, how it affects women. 
So so let's just Steve for a minute. Let's just pretend that that uh there is this other personality type. So let me let me kind of explain to you how we see the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial personality type. Um from a very young age, you were compelled to go forward, right? You couldn't turn it on or off. It was just, I have to do things. Like when the candy sale came out, that was something you just did. Nobody told you to, right? Mm. Absolutely. So you knew you were different from a very young age. How old were you when the lights turned on and you could no longer turn them off? And here's what I mean by that. What I mean is, and, and you know, for, for anyone listening, it's that time period in your life where it wasn't about a goal, and it wasn't because your parents told you, and it wasn't because you know you you had extrinsic or intrinsic. That's what psychology says: external or internal motivation. You had innate motivation, and we know every entrepreneurial personality type has this point in their life where it turns on, and we don't have control over turning it off. Steve, how old were you? I was five. So you remember, and, and early, so you had very supportive parents. They told you you could do anything you wanted very often. Oh yeah, all the time. Did you see how that, like, predictable, predictable, this is what I do. And and then the third, and, and I bet you you heard this at five or six or seven, is the call of contribution. So first we know we're different. Then we acquire innate motivation. The light turns off. It doesn't turn, it, it turns on. It doesn't turn back off. We can't say no anymore. We have to move forward. And then the third one is this call in the back of our minds that says, Steve, you have to give more. You have to do more, be more. You can contribute more, you can help more, you can change the world if you just go do it without even knowing what it is. When did you start hearing that? Well, and for me, I even knew what the it was very, very early on. Um, you know, I'm a third-generation minister, so between my grandfather and my father, um, you know, I've been working in one form or another in church since before I even remember. I'm told that I did my first solo in church at like four or five years old. So that call of contribution for you has been there for always, right? Yes. Now, how loud has it gotten recently? Oh, it, it gets to the place where some days I literally can't sleep at night because it's just always constantly there. So I want everyone to hear, So, so especially the listeners who, who, you know, you're thinking, is this an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur who the public will tell us is greedy self-centered, egotistical, megalomaniacal, only wants to make money and take more, who is up at night over the need to contribute. And as you ascend in your life, as you continue up the bridge as an entrepreneur, it only gets louder. And so for women, we feel that they feel that, that same call, that same energy. And so it drives us to the point where we can't sleep. And I, I have this theory about the world, that there's a subpopulation. Science is overlooked. They've missed us. We are different than the rest. Of, and I'm not saying different better. I'm just saying different, and we need to respect our differences. Because the kids in school who stand up and say, I want to move forward. I want to change things. I want to do things different. I've got questions. I can't sit still. I'm restless. Can't we do better here? Don't typically get a lot of support. Mm -hmm. And for us... It's a tough time to be an entrepreneur because the whole world has this system that we don't understand. We're told things like happy and sad, and we're supposed to understand emotions that don't really relate for us. And, and Steve, play with me here. I know that you can tell the contrast between happy and sad because it's almost like black or white, right? Oh, absolutely. What's the difference between sad, frustrated, confused, pissed off, ticked off, angry, irritated, just plain mad? Uh, well, you know, I mean... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Steve, how many times in your life have you been told, Steve, you don't feel right. You're not feeling the right emotions right now. You're feeling too many emotions. You're not feeling enough emotions. Steve, why don't you tell us about your emotions? Steve, why aren't you more emotional? Are you the right way of being emotions? How many times have you been told that? Oh, constantly. Your whole life. Because we don't understand emotions. And the whole world wants us to feel the world like they do. And it's not how we feel. We don't understand happy, frustrated, upset, angry, confused, any of those things. Here's what we understand. There's only three states the entrepreneurial personality type exists in. The first one is momentum. Steve, when I say that word, do you have a physical response? Yeah, absolutely. It makes what is me it? sit up a little more in my chair and 
I probably would actually move more if it wasn't for the constraints of the microphone. <laughs> exactly. So so it makes you like it gets you excited. Momentum moves us. So so that 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 response. Would you say that that's a physical response? Yes. Is it a cognitive response? You thought it. Um, not necessarily. It's just it happens. It's there. So you were cognitively affected. You knew it was there. Okay. Yeah. But was it chemical? Yes. Okay. So you had a physical, cognitive, and chemical boost from the mention of the word momentum. Absolutely. And when you're in momentum, how does it feel? Um, it always feels better than to have questions or... So, Steve, when you're in momentum and everything's going your way and you see the destination and it's those days where everything goes right and you know it's going to work out, what does that feel like? feels good. What does it really feel like? Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> so here's what I've had entrepreneurs tell me. It's a drug high. It's the most amazing feeling in the world. It's the only reason to be alive. It is being alive. And when you feel that feeling of momentum, that's just moving forward. That's who we are. For us, that is life. And then there's this second state we exist in, which is, it's, it's odd, but it explains so much entrepreneurial behavior because when we are pushed back, when we meet resistance, when the world comes down on us, as long as we can see some way to make progress, gain contrast, and move forward, that's when we show up. You tell me, Steve, how many times in your life have the cards been stacked against you? And that's the very moment where you learned everything. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's that's a constant. I have tons of stories I could tell about that. So so you, like me, when you're in resistance, you show up, you change. And, and I'll ask you again. When you go through those periods of time, <clears throat> does it make you smarter? Uh, most definitely, yeah. Does it make you stronger? Yes. Do you feel stronger? Yes, definitely. Are people more attracted to you? Yes. So it even makes you better looking. Like, I'm not bullshitting here. This is real. Because here's the third state we exist in, and we all need to understand this. And and I'm so thrilled to, to, to have this audience, Steve, with your audience, because I have this, this massive <laughs> um, passion for female entrepreneurs, because I think that there's not enough. They're not supported enough. We need more. And if we had more, we would see better outcomes in the world because we'd have more perspectives from the top of companies. And my wife is a female entrepreneur. I've, I've supported tons of them. We have a ton, ton of them for clients, about half of our clientele. And I want you all to hear this third stage because women are particularly affected by this. When you feel like you're in a state of constraint, see, there's going forward, there's resistance. Those both make us stronger. But when we're constrained, when we're held in place, when we're told we can't move, it hurts us. In fact, watch, Steve, when I say things like stop, sit down, don't touch, sit still, quit doing it, and don't ask questions, does that affect you physically? Yes, it does. How? Um, it's almost like a sinking into your chair kind of a feeling. You got small. Yeah. So if same momentum makes us feel bigger be bigger, be able to show up bigger, and feeling constrained makes us feel small. We need to understand that that is the state where we can't be because that was just for a moment. But the fact is, if you're constrained over time, we both know, Steve, that that's the one place where entrepreneurial personality types, people like you and I held in place, we go crazy. And the same way that you just got a cognitive physical, and chemical boost out of the word momentum, we are cognitively and physically and chemically challenged by constraint. In fact, cognitively, you tell me, when you're held in place, do you make better decisions or worse? Worse. And are you challenged to see the forest for the trees? No. In full constraint, are you able to move forward? No. Can you find the way? And, and Steve, you tell me, does your body break down? Often, yes. And do you feel that chemical depression, that chemical slowing, that chemical pulling you down? Mm, very much so, yeah. So the world wants us to believe that there's all these other things that affect us. And the fact is you can explain 100% of entrepreneurial behavior 
through the constant search for momentum. In fact, when the entrepreneur looks like they're tearing their life apart or doing self-destructive behaviors, it's because, yes, they had a ton of money. Everything was going great, but they couldn't find a place to find momentum. There was no contrast. There was no excitement left. And so if we all understand what we're looking for is momentum, and when we don't have it, we are physically, chemically, and cognitively challenged, we will never let any one of us again be told we are broken. Because any entrepreneur, I don't care how you showed up in the world, it doesn't matter what diagnosis you have, it doesn't matter what disorder they told you you have, or your babies, it doesn't matter what they're telling you about sitting still, being restless, not showing up right, any diagnosis, any disorder, anything that's happened to one of us has been overcome hundreds if not thousands of times. And you can too, because the fact is, the rest of the world doesn't understand us. They call us things like OCD and bipolar and ADD and depressed and manic and all of those things because we are reacting to constraint. And you, your children, and anyone you know who gets one of those labels, we all know if we take them out of the environment where they're telling us that, it goes away. Mm-hmm. So the fact is, we aren't broken. And, and if there's one thing that your listeners can know, that you can know, that I can leave behind, it's that there's nothing wrong with you. Because we live in a world today where if you lower pressure and noise in your life, if you remove constraint and you move forward and you don't carry around a veneer and you're willing to be transparent, you can ask for protection and support as an entrepreneur. And if you get protection and support, Here's what happens. You lower the pressure and the noise you allow into your life that you have in your life. You increase how you ask for and you offer protection and support and your strengths and abilities will show and you can make your contribution. And see, we call that the contribution equation and every theology supports it. Every entrepreneur is called back from the end of their grave and said those things. And it's the secret to life for entrepreneurs. You lower pressure and noise. You increase protection and support. Your strengths and abilities will be there, and you can make your contribution. And that's what we coach on, and that's how we, we see moving forward as an entrepreneur. And so, um, you know, I think for women, it's, it's, uh, so much of it's the same. You have the same personality type. You're like me. You're like Steve. But, but the challenges are so much more vast when it comes to being a parent. And we encourage... Every one of you that are women in business, that are mothers, that are women making an impact in this world, to never allow yourself to sell you short for how enormously huge the impact that you're making on the world is. And that whether you're in business or you just are the mother of a business owner, you definitely are a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. This is the EWN Radio Network. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs, who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best-kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? 
how would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve, and I'm here with Alex Charpin, and we are talking to you today about being a person of impact, about living a life that is truly and fully you without exception and without excuse. You may find that you actually are an entrepreneurial personality and that with that entrepreneurial personality, you actually act and live and see the world differently than what other people do. And I'm here to tell you today that that is okay. In fact, it's good for you to be that way. We want to encourage you to live your life to the fullest and be the best you that you can be. I mean, we talk a lot about things like the uh, the fear of technology and how it's stopping their business or the I'm just a mom uh, label that is so easy to buy into that, that just really isn't real and doesn't necessarily define how great their contribution in the world is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think that the biggest one, and, and you know, for everyone listening, my 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 wife, um, you know, we we are attachment parenting our two daughters. They're they're eight and five, and um, or a version of attachment parenting, and they're they're fantastic. My wife's the president of our company. She works every day. I think that um, female entrepreneurs, like I said, I think there should be more of them. And in fact, when you look at some of the fastest growing companies in the world today, <laughs> it makes me super excited because like half of them are started by women. And uh, and that doesn't surprise me. And but you know when it comes to some of the things that women struggle with, like I'll, I'll share with you, Steve, some of what what women you know what what our coaching clients deal with is is this constant struggle between the um, yearning for success, driving for success, driving towards a better outcome, and then feeling guilty for being a mother and and wanting to do that, and not even sometimes not even doing it, just the wanting to go work and and have something different they get they get uh you know they feel guilty for it um steve here here's you know i can tell you that that i've I've coached thousands of men and thousands of women and um very rarely does a does a one of my male clients feel that chemically challenged and i really do think it's chemical for women the same way we just talked about how it was chemical to feel the word momentum um i just think it's different don't you oh most definitely i think that women um actually I'll just speak directly to your audience. You know, it is chemical because when you go home at night and or when you get up in the morning and uh your son or daughter runs in and you see their face, there's a chemical reaction. 
And that same chemical reaction, that connection, that time with them, that being near them, is the chemical reaction that will get you out of those feelings of guilt because they're, they're chemical as well. And the challenge is so many women today want to run the business and, and you know, do well, which is something we support every day. Go out and be confident, grow, help people, contribute. But then they want to come home and also do all the laundry, all the dishes, all the housework, everything else, and take care of the kids. And the fact is, is if you want to do the work in the office, you need to separate the mentality of doing the work in the office from the mentality of doing the work at home. Because if you go home and instead of doing any of it, you have somebody else help you with it, you find protection, you find support for yourself, you figure out a way, here's what happens. You go home, you spend the time with your kids, somebody else does the work, and then that chemical rush you need, that connection you need to calm the guilt, to get you through another day, is there. And, uh, and Steve, you know, when, in, in working with, with parents, with mothers, this, this process has been um, an eye-opener for them, but it's also helped so many families increase the level of connection they feel with their kids. Absolutely. I mean, moms so often find that um, the hardest thing they can do is let go of those things that they are supposed to do. And yet when they finally do, you know, like you brought up things like laundry and dishes and even cooking and cleaning, um, when they do finally give themselves permission to let that go, what they find is is that they actually love their life more and spend better time with everything in their life is just better. Here's why. Here's why. You know, we have five currencies that we use to be successful, and we only really understand two. There's cash and time, right? So, so we know how to track cash. It's finite. We, we pretend to manage time, but when we go beyond cash and time, there's effort, energy, and focus. So you're spending your money, you're spending your time, but you're also burning your effort, right? How many things are you doing? how many different projects you have, your energy, how hard are those projects, how hard a high hill is it to climb, and your focus. What else is going on and where is your mind? And when you're doing everything, you are tapped out on cash, time, effort, energy, and focus. And so we already talked about constraint. It makes us feel held in place. It drives us crazy. In fact, I always bring this up, even though it's not a positive, like, feel-good subject, if we have enough constraint in our lives as EPTs, we can get to suicidal ideation and action. That's how bad it can get. I mean, we can show the symptoms of every disorder there is. You have enough constraint going on in your life. You tell me if you're not bipolar 25 times a day and if you don't have Tourette's <laughs> and if you don't have, right? Because you watch it. I, if I get in half of, half of your listeners' cars and somebody cuts them off, we're going to see somebody who's bipolar with Tourette's, especially <laughs> if there's high pressure and noise. And and so if you burn your cash, your time, your effort, your energy, your focus, and there's too many different things, and you don't put guardrails around your life, you create your own constraint. And when your life becomes a constraint, then it's hard to see forward. That is so true because so often we, um, you know, we refer to it around our household as you only have so many spoons. And... In any given 24-hour mm. day, there's only so much energy you can expend. And we went with spoons because we actually broke out plastic spoons and gave this example to the kids. And we we talked through them. If mom gives you this, then that spoon's gone. You don't get it back. It isn't like the world creates a 25th hour because you're a mom and you're busy. It's still just gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's hard to hold yourself to an unreasonable standard in every discipline in life. Mm. And entrepreneurs, by definition, we hold ourselves to an unreasonable standard because we were born with the condition that causes us to want to change the world. That's an unreasonable standard. But what we need to do as we move through our lives is realize that we have the choice of where to place those unreasonable standards. And so when it comes to doing housework, maybe you place those standards on someone else. When it comes to cooking, maybe someone else can take care of that every once in a while. And, and when it comes to your business, the contribution you're making in the world, 
give yourself unreasonable standards there. Accept them there. When it comes to connection, spending time with your kids, knowing what's going on with them, talking so that they can hear you and, and letting them speak so that you can listen, give yourself an unreasonable standard there. And when it comes to being a mom, make everything else besides that and your husband secondary. Because your family unit, your business unit, that's where you're going to derive the vast majority of the momentum in your life. Hmm. Focus there. Absolutely. You know, my wife Kathy and I, we talk about this because, you know, we do work from home and we love working from home. But it's real easy to buy into that guilt belief that because I'm physically present, it means that I should also be 100% available. You know, if the phone rings, I should answer it no matter what I'm doing. If a child comes to the door and knocks on the door, I should drop everything I'm doing for that. And, you know, and, and we do that with every single one of the things throughout the course of our day, rather than realizing the average person you know, the mom gets up and she, you know, she leaves the house at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning and is gone that whole day and comes back from a job 5, 6 o'clock, tired, and, uh, you know, she'd like to have some time to rest too. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, <laughs> for all of us, when you're, when you're running all day, when you're pushing yourself, you know, you, you, you hear – in the language of entrepreneurs, like you were just saying, every call, every time a kid comes through the door, that's an unreasonable standard. You know, where, where, do, we, where do we put the guardrails around our lives so that we can make the connections that we should where we, where we need to? But here's what that really means, and, and this is a big one for a lot of people. That means, you know, every morning my daughters and I get up and we take a walk, and, and I, it's where we talk, and it's where we connect, and it only takes about 20 minutes, but my phone's not with me. And uh, and I'm not looking at a screen. And I'm not even. It's not even in my pocket, Steve. Because anyone who thinks they can have a cell phone with them that isn't taking some percentage of their attention, you're deluding yourself. Because mm. even when it's not doing anything, there's some percentage of your focus in the room that is saying, "When will it?" Oh yeah. And so so you know, connecting and spending the time it, it changes things. And you know, I, I think. As much as I love technology, I think that is sometimes one of the things that we have robbed ourselves of in modern society is that ability to really focus ourselves on what we're doing at that particular moment. You know, it's so easy to get just a text and just reply to it just really quickly when, you know, hey, it'd be okay for that text to wait and have that five more minutes of connection with your child while you're having that conversation. No question. You know, I think, again, the, 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 the way we look at it for every entrepreneur and for, for, especially for women, lower pressure and noise in your life. How much operational drag are you accepting? What, what, what is there that you're doing right now that you shouldn't be doing anymore? And, and you know, I, if, if you have a situation where you can work from home, that's fantastic if it works for you. You know, my wife and I um, run a pretty substantial team here in Austin, and so we have a, a large office. My eight-year-old daughter works here a couple days a week, and, and by work it means she's here and she does some stuff with our operations manager. She sits in on meetings. Usually when she's there, the meetings are very calm. Um, and then my kids are unschooled the rest of the time, and when my five- or six-year-old's eight, she'll start working here as well. And, you know, it's amazing how when you just integrate your family with what you want to do with your life, everything changes. My kids travel with us. We made allowances so that they can, you know, go to the events that we do. They see me speak. Um, they're at the office. They know what it is. They understand who our team is. Uh, we have, you know, people come over to the house all the time from the office, and the kids are there in the room. It's not go to your room and play. They know who they are. And uh, and that's how I grew up. You know, I grew up with my parents in, in my dad's business, going to La Leche League meetings with my mom, um, you know, seeing other kids and, and seeing other people. And I think that that's a – a pretty amazing way to, to learn the world. You know, you put 30 prisoners in a room with one guard at seven year, years old or eight years old, uh, you know, we call it socialization. You can't do that with dogs at the pound you're about to euthanize. It's illegal to put 30 of them in a room with one person, but you can do it with kids. And, uh, you know, I, I, for me, the easiest thing in the world to do is to have my kids with me and to know that they are, they're self-teaching and they're following their biggest pursuits. 
I was trying really hard not to interrupt what you were saying because it was so awesome. Um, but I'm just laughing so hard on the inside because I love that description of public school. Putting 30 <laughs> people in the room, 30 prisoners in the room with one guard. It's 30 prisoners and one guard, you know. And, and the fact is that usually the guards are totally unqualified. You know, the problem is we take like a 24-year-old kid who has gone to school and gotten a, a certificate and we put him in front of a room of kids with different needs, different understandings of the world, different family life, different homes, different environments. And we say, hey, magician, manage 30 people learning. If you were an entrepreneur and you came to me and said, Alex, I've got this plan. I'm going to start a company. I'm going to have one person run the company and then I'm going to have six people manage teams of 30. In learning over the course of a year, everything you need to learn to get through life, I would tell you you were an idiot, mm. that it'll never work and that you can't manage people that way. There's never been a business in the world where you could, yet we do it every day with kids. And Steve, the fact is this. If I asked anyone listening to this podcast <laughs> to sit in a chair every day and do menial work guided by somebody else without any idea of the outcome or the goal in mind based on me telling you to complete the task, sit still, stay quiet, and raise your hand to go to the bathroom, we know there's no one listening who could do it for more than a few days without losing their minds. Mm. Yet the problem is every morning, parents get up and they take their entrepreneur children, they go to school, and we ask them to do the, just that, only it's different. Because our children have a fraction of the control we have, a fraction of the awareness we have, and infinitely more energy, creativity, and movement. And we ask them to do exactly that. Yeah. See, I don't think we learn shit in school. I think that what happens is school takes away the brilliance and awareness and intelligence we have as children, and we spend the rest of our lives trying to uncover it and get it back. I, I, I couldn't agree more. As, um, as a parent who has homeschooled uh, most of the time, and um, you know, four out of six of my kids actually graduated early and went on to take college classes and the things that they wanted information on. Um, you know, I, I know that there are some people who public school is the only option they can perceive at this point. Um, but I, I would love to live in a world where we really can open up that conversation and have it freely rather than um, because we've done school that way for the last 150, 200 years, that that absolutely is the norm. And anybody that suggests anything outside of it, they're the weirdos. Well, the fact is this, Steve. If you sit down with any parent whose baby is being, who, who they're being told, hey, let, let's have an ADD conversation. Let's have a depression conversation. Let's have a bipolar conversation. I had a conversation with an entrepreneur this week is being told his four-year-old son's bipolar by a teacher. That's absolute nonsense. In fact, bipolar doesn't exist for children. 100% of the prescriptions being written for bipolar or depression or ADD are off-label and theoretically illegal. Hmm. And the challenge here is that, you know, for, for kids like you and I, the second that they get one of these diagnoses and they get pushed, pushed in this direction, they end up with a permanent condition called doubt. And we are now making doubt clinical. We're backing it up with teams of teachers and teams of therapists. And the problem is, is that there's drug companies that are creating the very curriculums by which they evaluate your children. So the same organization that would love to have any member of your family become an addict with them, like Johnson & Johnson, who, by the way, is literally targeting autistic children with some of their anti-psychotic drugs because autistic children can't tell you how terrible it is, are creating the drugs that for the diseases they created for the programs they created so that your children can be evaluated. So here, if anybody has, if you're, if you have to have your kids in public school, I get it. You know, I get it. Sometimes entrepreneurs are working on their way up and you have to do what you have to do. 
but advocate for your children. There's nothing wrong with your babies. No child is broken. And when the school says, hey, your kid's restless, won't sit still, you know, hey, we need to have a talk, you ask them, why aren't you challenging my son or daughter? Why aren't they feeling like they're challenge creative? Why do you think they're restless? Maybe they're, you're not doing enough for them. Hmm. And push back because 100% of children who show symptoms can be improved with their environment. That means we're dealing with an environmental issue not a mental or cognitive issue. Don't medicate your children so that they can survive an environment. Well, and, you know, because the intro of the show even says, and I mentioned earlier that I'm a third-generation minister, um, regardless of what a person's belief system is, there's a great verse that says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And the meaning behind that is, each of us is an individual, you know. I mean, everybody believes in the concept of everybody being individual and is different as snowflakes and that all kinds of thing. Um, but the whole concept is, is who is this person as an individual and how do we help them get to the best version of themselves that we possibly can? I totally agree, Steve. You know, the fact is, is that um – we are, you know, we, we're, we're individuals and every one of us knows that you have to follow this bizarre path when you have our personality. Because, you know, today I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm a business owner and, and a speaker and an author and you're doing a podcast. But I guarantee you, you pull up our resumes and it looks insane. And there is no straight line path that any entrepreneur had to where they are today. And so when you look at children, you know, you, you, you give them the direction that they want and you put them in the, where they want to go. And, and gosh, the one thing that I can tell you about kids is that they do not need motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, you homed your school, you homeschooled your kids. They just go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that so much of the, the concern and the worry that we have comes from this insanity around standardization. And, uh, you know, standardizing children is, is, crazy and you know we have a system that the goal is standardization and you and i both know anybody tries to standardize one of us and those are fighting words Hmm. you tell me i need to be like everybody else and and you and i aren't going to have a long conversation yet we are sending our kids into a situation where that's what they say so defend them defend them and you know make sure that you you protect them if you're an entrepreneurial personality type this will move your business forward absolutely well, and I think it's important to go back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. We talked about women in business and moms taking on guilt. Um, because we've brought up some things that maybe you've never thought about, I want to encourage everybody that's listening, don't now accept a new way to beat yourself up over your current situation. No way. No way. You know, and, and here's, here's the, the thing. What we really want to do is, is understand this. One of the ch- most challenging or biggest constraints that we have as entrepreneurs is our limiting beliefs. And, and what we do in order to have a limiting belief, in order to be overwhelmed, in order for you to take what I just said and say, well, now I'm going to beat myself up with it, you have to move out of the present. There's no present th- threat right now. Go day by day and work towards a better outcome. The fact is, is that if you have a better awareness, that's the day where you can start working towards changing things, but you don't have to do it all at once. You know, Steve, there is a fundamental flaw in our personality type, other than the fact that we're driven to move forward, ask too many questions, we can't sit still, we're restless, we're, <laughs> we want to change the status quo, right? Um, you know, all of those things. And, and the other one is, is that we absolutely believe that when it comes to those five currencies, we have as much as we need on tap at any time. Because the one thing that any entrepreneur is willing to do at any given time is overwhelm themselves like crazy. They'll overcommit. They'll do too much. They'll throw more on the plate. They'll make things hard on themselves. And when we lower pressure and noise, it changes things. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love the concept of protecting yourself and securing yourself and lowering the pressure that you put on yourself and the noise that you surround yourself with. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. You know, I I always say entrepreneurs are addicted to change and programmed to accept failure. And I'll qualify that because I know it sounds like a nutty term, especially given the fact that, 
you know, we didn't get into a lot of my background in history, but so when I was 20 years old, I started consulting with some of the wealthiest people in the world, some of the, the largest corporations in the world. I got very lucky. There was a New York firm. They were trying to open a Florida office. I was willing to work for free. So as an underqualified, undereducated kid, I, I started working in a really, you know, high, high um, business market and, and with, with incredible people. And what I realized quickly is we are fundamentally different. Um, we don't look at things the same way. And, and as I moved through, you know, from one business relationship to another, it further clarified and it, and it solidified that we not only are we different, but entrepreneurial personality types are consistent. We actually act the same way. You know, we're similar. And um, and what I what I saw over and over again in this whole momentum based being is that it just proved itself that that that's who we are, and if we face any constraint at all, it slows us down. And I think we think about the world in these weird terms. We say like, I've got too much stress, or I've got this, or I have too much on my list, or this is this, or whatever. And we do crazy things like I'm going to eat a cheeseburger, but then I'm going to go work out. And I always tell entrepreneurs, if you're not treating your body like a professional athlete, why not? Because you have a moral obligation to lower pressure and noise. And when I say we're addicted to change and programmed to accept failure, Steve, you adapted your whole life. I adapted my whole life. We're always doing something new. There's a reason why entrepreneurs have shiniest penny syndrome. I mean, for God's sakes, we were told our entire lives, fail forward, fail fast. <laughs> you know, but but the fact is, at some point, you have to stop. And the way that we stop failing, the way we lower the noise, the way we stop doing what we've done is we lower reactivity, we take some breaths, we get awareness, and we start looking at what's really important to us. Because here's what I can tell you about most of the pressure and noise in your life. I know because we've coached thousands of people and we've taken people who came from very humble means and, and, and have had them be very successful. And I've had the fortune of having close friends of mine and watched them transition. And, and Steve, this is a really special thing to see over and over. Uh, I've four times so far that I've, I've had friends that came from humble beginnings, became billionaires with a B in this lifetime. Hmm. And when you see that, the, the code is so clear. You know what those guys at the top do? Like, I think we can learn so much from them. I've learned so much from them. They do almost nothing. Because when you are a billionaire with a B, the, the leverage you have in your life is so massive that you're only doing the tiny little fraction of whatever it is that you're good at. Hmm. Yet I look at entrepreneurs all the time and we sit down and we say, let's look at your week. Let's talk about what you do. And they're doing everything. <laughs> like literally everything. They're doing their books. They're doing the advertising, the calls, the this, the that. There's no one who is lowering the pressure and noise for them. And I've been incredibly successful in my career. And it's not bragging. I'm just sharing perspective. I lost everything in 2007. My wife and I started a team. We had a proximal team. Like, they were with me. I used to have a large team, but they were, it was remote. I ran a $100 million company from my bedroom. I had a huge office in Argentina. But, it, but when I had a team in 2007, I had people around me. And, and they were lowering pressure and noise. And they were working with me. And... I was able to get protection and support, and I was able to work directly with them, and they got my protection and support. Steve, it made me smarter. It made me better at what I did. It, my strengths and abilities just showed up, and we were able to go and change the world. And literally, from 2007, my, my company, what we did was we, we wrote a product for the real estate industry that over the course of the foreclosure crisis, Bank of America, City, Chase, Wells Fargo, the U.S. Treasury, Fannie, Freddie, um, pretty much everybody used our system to correct what was happening in the foreclosure industry or the real estate industry. And we trained about 50,000 real estate agents. That doesn't happen without my team. And we generated about $70 million in seven years. We, we helped about 4 million people avoid foreclosure. The agents who did business with us were like three or four times as successful as the, as a regular or a normal agent. It was an incredible time, but I would have, I would have, killed myself had I not had a team around me who lowered pressure and noise. And, and it was, it's amazing what it does to you as an entrepreneur because having that type of protection and support showed me a whole new level of contribution. And, uh, 
you know, for, for anyone who's listening, if you, you, you have, you know, a business and, and you haven't hired someone yet, but you know that like me and like Steve, you feel that call of contribution, don't buy into the language that people are using these days to keep you small. This boutique business, solopreneur, independent, I'm going to do it all on my own. I'm going to contract everything. You know what that is? That is small business. And, and the most exposed business owner is the one who doesn't have a team. Because if you go down, it all goes down. So what I say to every EBT is that you know entrepreneurs learn nothing on the, or do nothing on their own. Nothing on their own. And we learn nothing standing still. So build a team or join a team and go fast. It'll lower pressure and noise and change your life. It'll move you forward and put you in momentum. And I think that is a great tip for people to to leave this particular session with. And that's, even if it's just one thing, what is one thing that you can take your hands off, let go of, and allow somebody else to do what they're brilliant at rather than making you the sole source and answer for every single task that needs to be done in your business. Yeah, I totally agree. And and there's one last thing. Just just when you're building that team, Steve, you own a business. I own a business. I bet if you and I sat down and talked, just based on the conversation we've had today, that you're a 10 out of 10 on a lot of the entrepreneurial attributes, not just contribution. <laughs> and... uh and you know what I want everybody to hear is that there is a whole world of people out there that are not 10 out of 10. They're, they're entrepreneurs like you and I, but they're six or they're seven or they're eight or they're even a nine. And they are so excited and thrilled and over the top, like out of their minds, ready to grow your business. Because what they're looking for is somewhere where someone will say, hey, you can go wherever you want. We're going to grow this thing. And they're looking for someone to say, we're going to do great things. And, and it's going to be important. And you're going to help. And you're valuable. And it matters. And when you do those things, you attract entrepreneurs like us. And managing isn't managing. Managing is protection and support. You don't have to do things like delegating because that's, that's a broken system. Asking for protection and support changes things. That is so awesome. I really appreciate that, Alex. That is um, not only something that is actionable, that an entrepreneur who needs to be in movement, as you said, can actually move on, uh, but is also very practical and doable. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate it. And I, I really appreciated this uh, this interview. You know, oftentimes people want to get incredibly tactical and kind of get to, like, what are my one, two, three steps? But I think the fact is, is that growing a business and Living a life with intention does not come in Twitter posts, so I appreciate you allowing me some uh, some room to go here. Thank you so much, Alex Charfin, for spending the time today to help us all remember that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. Kathy and I are here to help you every day live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, 
and the Wall Street Journal, How Does This Work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today.